From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. G'day there, this is Graham, VK4BB, and today, the 2nd of January 2011, we look back. We look back in this edition of the WIA National News and reflect upon and close the 12-month celebration of the centenary of the Wireless Institute of Australia. It all started back on the 11th of March 1910, where a meeting took place between like-minded radio enthusiasts at the Hotel Australia Martin Place, Sydney. There, a group was formed known as the Institute of Wireless Telegraphy of Australia. Not long afterwards, a similar group formed in Melbourne, known as the Amateur Wireless Society of Victoria. Then, fairly quickly, similar organisations sprang up in each Australian state. And in time, these state groups became divisions of federated organisations known as the Wireless Institute of Australia. More recently, the National Wireless Institute of Australia was formed, a single national body representing the interests of all Australian amateurs. So, from the year 1910... Fast forward 100 years to 2010, our centenary. 100 years of amateur radio in Australia. 100 years of experimentation in the hobby. And 100 years of the WIA doing what it does best, protecting and supporting the interests of we radio amateurs. The formal planning for the 12-month centenary celebrations commenced 26 months ago with the formation of a WIA centenary committee. Led by David Wardlaw, VK3ADW, as chairman, it was a group of four. Members included Peter Wolfenden, VK3RV, heading up the History and Archive Research Project, Jim Linton, VK3PC, as Centenary Media Officer, managing the many media and publicity aspects of the centenary, and Robert Broomhead, VK3DN, taking care of promotional merchandise, memorabilia, and the special centenary weekend held in Canberra. With the enormous task ahead of them, the committee faced many challenges and hurdles. Many were overcome. However, a few ideas and suggestions put forward were simply not possible to implement. In the true spirit of the hobby, many members stepped forward to assist the committee assisting and supporting the group in many practical ways. Commercial suppliers got behind the celebrations. Dick Smith, VK2DIK, not only volunteered his services as our centenary patron, but opened his private flying club museum for an unforgettable experience for those attending the centenary weekend in Canberra. International Radio Society sent representatives halfway around the world to join in this special occasion. The Wireless Institute of Australia extends a very genuine thank you to all who have been involved in making the celebration of the WIA centenary such an enormous success. Centenary Committee Chairman David Wardlaw, VK3ADW. In 2008, the President of the WIA set up a special committee to prepare for the centenary celebrations which were to take place in 2010 the 100th year of organised amateur radio in Australia. The first task was to present a plan to the directors of activities that would be appropriate. The committee was aware of what had taken place at the 75th anniversary. In addition to the planned activities, the committee commissioned the design of a special logo and appropriate posters recognising the WIA's 100th anniversary. This part of the project required specialised help. After viewing a number of choices, a final decision was made 
and I think we have a rather fine logo and posters. At this stage, I must say we were very disappointed that Australia Post did not accept our proposal for a commemorative postage stamp, although we fulfilled the required criteria. Despite best efforts, further discussions with Australia Post were unable to change the decision. Special call sign. VK100WIA was chosen as by using the prefix VK rather than one of our alternatives, it clearly indicated it was a very special event for Australian amateurs, the 100th anniversary of the WIA. The VK100WIA call sign was allowed to be used by nominated clubs over a six-month period. The clubs were issued with special publicity packs and made good use of them. After consultation with the Canberra Amateur Radio Club, it was decided to combine the special celebrations with the WIA AGM in Canberra. Another bonus was that the IARU Region 3 was able to schedule their annual directors' meetings to coincide with the celebrations enabling there to be a significant international presence at our celebrations. It was very pleasing to have been involved with the centenary of the WIA, an organisation I have been a member of for over 60 years. The activities were well supported and very successful introducing amateur radio to members of the public. Sincere thanks to all those who helped in the activities throughout the year. And among the many activities throughout the year, Peter Wolferton, VK3RV, invested lots of time and effort in researching the history of the WIA for us. The 100th anniversary celebrations focused our minds on the history of amateur radio in this country. Personally, I had an enjoyable, if not demanding, time in seeking out the relevant historical material. This culminated in articles in Amateur Radio, the release of the CD, The Sounds of Amateur Radio Volume 2, and the wonderful program of guest speakers at the Canberra celebrations. Thank you again to all of those who contributed so very much to this memorable event. However, I wish to share with you a few other ongoing activities which came about because of the 100th anniversary celebrations. The process of sorting the many uncatalogued documents held by the Institute culminated in the establishment of an archive at the National Office in Melbourne. The directors allocated a room in which the shelves are now slowly filling with sorted documents. A few years ago, Will VK6UU scanned Amateur Radio magazine from the 1933 to 1939 issues. We now have a similar project underway, and that is the scanning of all call sign listings and call books from 1912 onwards. Ian, VK3IFM, has spent many hours doing much of this hack work. But this has already paid dividends for the Institute, which is now, from searchable PDF files, able to relatively easily answer inquiries usually from family historians, about early licensed amateurs. The response to the call for historical articles in Amateur Radio magazine resulted in many submissions, 
some of which have already been published. Other very interesting and significant articles will follow. All material will be indexed and added to our archive for use by future researchers. We can all be part of the ongoing 100th anniversary celebrations of organised amateur radio in Australia by contributing historical material to the WIA archive, a true legacy of our 100th year. A lasting legacy of our celebrations will be the memorabilia and merchandise. Joining us is WIA manager Mal Brooks, VK3 FDSL. For those who may have missed it, we have a range of clothing, caps, hats and badges all featuring the special WIA Centenary logo. This year we've sold in excess of 200 caps and hats, 120 vests and jackets, and 230 shirts. We've also distributed hundreds of pins and posters, largely through the Amateur Radio Club network. There's not much left on our shelves, but we will be placing one more order with our suppliers upon our return in January. So if you thought you'd missed out, here is one last chance to log into the online shop and make your purchases. Thank you for your support and best wishes for 2011. During the course of the year, the amateur bands were truly alive with the sounds of This is VK100 WIA calling CQ. Yes, our centenary call sign gracing the airwaves with the help of many WIA affiliated clubs airing the call sign over 57 three day time slots. People who had made contact with VK100 WIA were often heard chasing further contacts in order to become eligible for the limited issue Centenary Award. WIA Secretary. Good morning and Happy New Year. This is Jeff Atkinson, VK3AFA, joining in the Centenary Review broadcast with a report on the Centenary QSL cards and Centenary Awards. From May to October 2010, VK100 WIA was on air, operated by 50 clubs around Australia. The online log recorded 24,460 contacts during this time. Over 100 countries made contact with VK100 WIA and inquiries are being made for a DXCC award. The Centenary Award has also proved popular, with over 380 certificates having been awarded to date. Award applications close on the 31st of January 2011. Some technical difficulties have delayed the printing of the VK100 WIA QSL cards. However, these matters are now being resolved and we expect cards to be distributed to state and overseas bureaus in the very near future. The Centenary Callsign Program has been a very successful activity, resulting in the reactivation of many AR stations. Thank you. The hive of activity both on and off air provided an enormous amount of enthusiasm amongst members as well as many media opportunities to talk about and promote our hobby. Centenary Media Officer Jim Linton, VK3PC, joins us with his thoughts. Undoubtedly, the level of media coverage achieved right across Australia is something we have not seen before. And hopefully, that exercise in promoting the WIA centenary will have a long-lasting influence on the way radio clubs think about promoting themselves and amateur radio in the future. Rather than just celebrating the centenary, and that was very enjoyable, the opportunity to use it as a promotional vehicle for amateur radio was one not to be missed. The WIA-affiliated clubs on the VK100 WIA roster actually began demanding help and support in terms of how to deal with their local news media. 
At a very early stage in planning, the WIA Centenary Committee identified as a priority that a media kit should be made available to all clubs on the roster. The WIA National Office posted out the kit at least a month before their rostered slots, and these were followed up with emails. The comprehensive kit included a template media release, background sheets on amateur radio and the WIA, plus a how-to guide for clubs. It was very pleasing to see the media release adapted with club information appearing in so many newspapers and result in radio and television interviews. If you have not already done so, please check out the VK100 WIA Club and Media Feedback section on the WIA website. A media file is to be included in the WIA Historical Archive on the centenary activities. Often, on request, a special media release was written for a few clubs, but in the main they felt comfortable doing it themselves with the media kit. Those clubs have done it for the centenary, and there's no reason why they can't do it again in the future. Some clubs also did it for the National Field Day. Tune into the world, amateur radio gets people talking, public relations exercise. Again, for many, it focused their attention on the image portrayed by amateur radio to the public. Clubs are now thinking about the need to have knowledgeable, friendly, well-groomed ambassadors, if possible across a wide demographic of both genders, to give a first positive impression. More thought is being given also as to what to say to somebody who visits a display. Gone should be the days when visitors would be greeted with jargon such as We're using sideband on HF7 megs at the moment, working a ZL, and he's 5'9". And perhaps worse still, to use amateur radio lingo during a media interview. On this very first broadcast for 2011, I would suggest that all clubs and groups make a New Year's resolution to think seriously about and take action on promotion. It should be a core planned activity of any club. Happy New Year to all. I'm Jim Linton, VK3PC, the WIA Centenary Media Officer. As Jim mentioned, a number of radio and TV interviews took place. These as a result of clubs making well-prepared approaches to the media. Almost 100 years ago, we could make direct radio contact with England. Chris Chapman, he's commemorating a historical event in Australian radio history. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Red. How are you? How do you get a signal to England? Really, what happened during uh, during that early uh, early part of radio history was uh, a number of people uh, thought that it was possible and uh, conducted some experiments. One thing I have noticed about amateur radio enthusiasts over the years is that enthusiast is the most applicable word. David Spicer is president of the Cradle Coast Amateur Radio Club and with me now... And it is a very special anniversary for amateur radio in this country. Justin, good morning. Good morning, Michael. How would you be? I'm very well, thank you. Now, I'm glad I took the effort to actually... Counting down to our centenary, we are the Wireless Institute of Australia, the world's oldest amateur radio society. This is VK1WIA and the National News Broadcast, January the 2nd, in the good year 2011, as we look back on 2010, the year that was the WIA centenary. The centenary weekend held in Canberra was by no doubt a real highlight of the centenary celebrations. 
Here now, a few thoughts and reflections from Robert Broomhead, VK3DN, who put together the fabulous weekend program. Thanks, Graham. Canberra. Wow. Well, I made the first trip to Canberra back in August 2009, and that was to start the planning mission for, of course, the centenary weekend. There were so many hotels to check out. There were venues and lots of prices and options. But I had a pretty strange-looking shopping list. Yes, I wanted a dedicated 24 by 7 radio room to operate the amateur radio station out of, and of course a suitable hotel roof to mount the antennas, and that must have suitable access and permission to mount an array of antennas on the roof. (laughs) I did get some pretty strange looks. Anyway, it's been a tradition of the WIA AGM weekends over the past years that they included one or more activities of particular interest to radio amateurs. So, when I went to Canberra, I was clearly on a mission to seek out and find something interesting. So you can imagine how excited I was once I discovered that the Telstra Black Mountain Communication Tower, that it was in fact celebrating its anniversary in the same month as the WIA was to be celebrating its centenary. Now the arrangements for access and the technical tours were probably not quite as straightforward as people might have imagined, but I'm always up for a challenge. And after a number of meetings with Telstra reps and much correspondence with the property managers, I'm pleased to say that the arrangements were in place. Now the historical presentation program, held Saturday afternoon at the Ridges Hotel, that was something that I'd asked Peter Wolfenden to help out with. And I must say, he did a first-rate job. The centenary dinner and the RS contact, well, that went off without a hitch, thank goodness. I can't tell you how much preparation that Tony Hutchison and I had done, double and triple checking everything, that it was in place and working before the event. That was one very special contact that did go off without a hitch. So many thanks to Tony and to Carl and the students at Wanaesa for participating in the contact and helping to make it such a memorable evening. And of course, not to forget our centenary patron, Dick Smith, VK2DIK. What a wonderful and generous person. Thanks so much, Dick, for your time and your talk during the Saturday evening dinner and for opening your flying club to us on the Sunday. Well, almost everything during that Canberra weekend went to plan. Well, I say almost because one thing that we did a little differently was to run the live VK1 WIA broadcast from the radio room at the Ridges Hotel instead of the park. It was probably even more fun being crammed into that little room, swapping seats for the microphone. I think the presenters and the listeners got a real kick out of it. What do you reckon, Graham? Have a happy new year. To all, this is Robert, VK3DN. Thanks, Robert. Yes, it was a great weekend and a great year, 2010, the WIA Centenary Celebrations. Still to come in this edition of WIA National News, we'll be hearing from our president, VK3KI, Michael Owen. We'll hear from Felix with operational news as he broadcasts from a very flooded and wet-looking Ingham up in far north Queensland, VK4FUQ, and VK4 Charlie Charlie from Brisbane as he looks at the international scene. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, and the worldwide sources of the WIA, 
I'm Cole, VK4CC. Ham radio on the phone. Two new iPhone apps for hams on the go. Amateur radio enthusiasts who travel to the UK and own an iPhone may find two new applications, or apps, from Mark Turner, G7LEU, very useful. First is the ham dashboard, which is designed for hams on the move or away from home. Ham Dashboard shows a searchable list of repeaters in the UK and Ireland, along with details of input and output frequencies, a map, and a handy bearing arrow for each system. It also includes a basic APRS tracker that allows your position to be sent to the APRS IS network. You can find this one at the iTunes store at tinyurl.com forward slash 2AF5RSG. Meanwhile, Ham Tracker allows radio amateurs on the move to send location updates to the internet side of APRS from their mobile service. Now once sent, your position can be tracked using services such as APRS.FI. Using Ham Tracker makes it easy to send an email containing the APRS.FI tracking link for your call sign or a map link showing your current location. Still with mobile phones, this is a strange story of a self-destructing cellular smartphone. Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF, has the details. A North Texas man talking on his cell phone was rushed to hospital after the display on his phone apparently exploded on Thursday morning, December 2nd. According to the news reports, the man said he had just finished a call when he said he heard a loud popping noise followed by blood trickling down his face. His ear was bleeding profusely and he was transported to the emergency room at Parkland Memorial Hospital in Dallas. There he received four stitches but suffered no hearing loss. Later, on inspection, it was found that the glass faceplate on the LCD display of the two-day-old Motorola Droid smartphone apparently shattered. The phone still appeared to be functioning, and its battery was intact. From the amateur radio newsline to Media Watch and Arnie. Arnie, A-A-R-N-I-E, is the Australian Amateur Radio News and Information Exchange, an online resource for Australian amateur radio clubs to post their newsletters. Few radio amateurs receive club newsletters from outside their immediate club, so Arnie, an email news group, allows large and small clubs alike to promote their club newsletters Australia-wide. Subscribe by following the link in our text edition this week. Best read when you visit wia.org.au. K9YA Telegraph. The good news about amateur radio. It's free, it's fun, it's all about ham radio. The K9YA Telegraph is a free monthly general interest amateur radio publication read by hams in more than 100 countries. The K9YA Telegraph contains the stories and features most wanted by subscribers because it is written by subscribers. An e-zine, an e-magazine, it is delivered monthly to your email inbox as a full-colour PDF file. If you're in the mood for Morse, hankering for history, gluttonous for gear, ravished for a review, needing nostalgia, or just plain famished for fun. You'll find it in the K9YA Telegraph. Off the Grid News recommends Ham Radio. Ham Radio is being featured in the current issue of the e-zine Off the Grid News. According to an article written by David M. Hill Sr., Whiskey for Delta Mike Hotel, Ham radio is the only legal form of two-way radio that you can get involved in that will provide you with all levels of communication ability. He says that no other radio service can provide all of this. This very informative article can be read by taking your web browser to 
dot tiny url all one word dot com forward slash ham fun i'll say again www dot tiny url dot com forward slash ham fun now as we count down to our next centenary in 2110 i'm cole vk 4 cc news talk and radio sport here with vk1 wia operational news on felix vk4 fuq Special events in on their contest column, dateline 2011. January 1 to 31, WIA Ross Hull Memorial VHF UHF contest, now on air. January 15 to 16, WIA Summer VHF UHF Field Day. March 9, 10, and 20, WIA John Moyle Field Day Weekend. Special event stations, repeater, beacon, DX, and Nervice. First ham radio activation of Indonesian Lighthouse. Danny YB2 TJV reports that the first amateur radio lighthouse activation from Indonesia is taking place until January 4. Special call sign YE2H is activating Clearong Lighthouse. ARLHS IDO374 YLOTA1660. In the south beach of Kebimen City. QRV on all HF bands and modes. QSL via YB2 TJV via the Bureau. Further information at qrz.com under the call sign YE2H. HG200 Hungary Special Event. A group of Hungarian radio amateurs will use a special call sign HG200 LST until December 31, 2011. Activities to celebrate the 200th anniversary of the birth of genius composer, virtuoso pianist and piano teacher Franz Liszt, 1811-1886. QSL via HA5GY. Log this one. The latest version, 3.30 of Logger32, is now available at logger32.net forward slash program dot html. Note this version requires new v3.30 language files which are being made available on the website as they are received from the respective translators. Net advice in Brisbane. BARC Club Nets resumed the same week as the first business meeting for 2011. This is the 28th of January. That's it from EVK4FUQ, counting down to our next centenary in 2110. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Yes, as we count down to 2110, what better way to leave this edition of WIA National News than to have a wrap-up on the fabulous centenary celebrations by none other than Michael Owen, VK3KI, who is, of course, the WIA National President. We'll let Michael wrap up the year and also wrap up this broadcast. We'll see you all again next week when we do it right here on VK1WIA. This is Michael Owen, VK3KI. 2010 was the WIA's centenary year. I think it was a great year for amateur radio and the WIA. The centenary convention weekend at Canberra on 28 to 30 May was a great success. Our special guests from home and overseas added to the excitement of the occasion. The Aris contact was a highlight of the dinner on Saturday night. The historical presentations on Saturday afternoon captured everyone's interest. 
and Sunday, thanks to our centenary patron, Dick Smith, VK2DRK, was a day that we will all remember. And then there has been VK100WIA, involving over 50 clubs, heaven knows how many operators, and after five and a half months, 24,440 contacts and over 400 centenary awards. All of this has been built around memorable imagery. The centenary poster featuring that wonderfully evocative photograph from the Waverley Amateur Radio Society has been, for me, the image of the centenary. But I think the real significance of this year has been much more than these events and images. The WIA provided affiliated clubs with a totally professional media kit and the result has been that we have received more favourable publicity in print, radio and TV in one year than in, and in more places than ever before. More importantly, I believe that 2010 has been a very friendly and constructive year. It has been a year when many of us felt proud to be a radio amateur and proud of the WIA. It has been a year that has rekindled an interest in amateur radio for a number of people. I have felt a a new pride and a new interest and a new enthusiasm from many people. 2010 was a year when very many people contributed to what was a year to remember. We've reported, you decide. Counting down to our centenary, we are the Wireless Institute of Australia, the world's oldest amateur radio society.